Welcome back. Jay Martin Ramon here on this Monday. Healthcare coverage from Farm Bureau Health Plans is like an extra set of pads when you need them the most. They've been protecting Tennesseans since 1947. Welcome in Coach Dave McGinnis. He is brought to you by the aforementioned Farm Bureau Health Plans. Coach, what's going on? Good morning, Jay Mark. Good morning, Ramon. Good morning, Coach. Good morning. Um, before we get to the game, okay. let's, let's start with Floyd Reese. Uh, Absolutely. That's not news that that I wanted to see pop up in my email box on Saturday afternoon from the team, but there it came. And just take it wherever you want in terms of just what he was able to accomplish, how he helped build this franchise. That who knows what this franchise is without the decisions that he made and just his indelible imprint on this community and and the NFL. Well, absolutely. I mean, Floyd was an NFL man through and through. I. I, I First met Floyd in 1986 when I first came into the league. At that time, he was the linebacker coach at the Houston Oilers. And so I was a young linebacker coach and, you know, I've seen him at the combine and meeting him. And anyway, was always very helpful. And then, you know, ascended through the ranks. And um, look, he was he was was NFL through and through, was always willing to help young coaches, young uh, front office people. And then he was. Very, very good at his job. What he and Jeff Fisher did here together and, and Floyd, you know, being being the general manager and the architect of what went on here when they moved. I mean, it was – he was the GM here when uh, when I was hired here. I mean, it was always very helpful, was a was a good friend, uh, very, very sad for Sally and, and, and his entire family. It's a loss. It's a loss for the National Football League because I think throughout the National Football League and the circles that – that, 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 that I ran in and, and am still in. I mean, I was asked when I went down there, uh, you know, to Tampa Bay by all of those coaches on, on, the, on the staff down there, uh, how was Floyd doing? That's before we even got the, the news mm. when we were down there. So very well respected throughout the league. And, and again, I, I'm so happy that uh, Amy Adams Strunk made the decision to put him into the ring of honor uh, very well deserved, and uh, God bless he and his family. But as I say, an NFL man through and through. No question, and and well said. And mm-hmm. certainly that moment when he goes in now is going to be, it's going to be bittersweet to say the least. But certainly very deserving of that honor. And it's just it's just sad. Eventually, it's going to get us all. But it's just you're never prepared for it, Coach. That's that's just kind of the way that 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 ends up going. So Saturday's game. What are your overall kind of big picture takeaways from the performances that you saw in the preseason win over Tampa Bay? Yeah, let's take it back through the week, what the week was down there. Mm-hmm. I was I was I really enjoyed the week down there as far as the work. I mean, and they and they worked. Those two days of practice that they they had jointly with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were really good. I mean, it was it was it was excellent, excellent work, you know, for everybody that was involved in it. It was extremely hot down there. I mean, I can tell you just from just being there for every practice. I mean, it, it was a challenging, challenging temperature wise to be able to get out there and do what they did. And I, and I really liked the work that they did going into the ball game. I think that we saw uh, the defense, let's start with them, you know, extend what we've been talking about guys, you know, throughout the whole uh, off season and then during the OTAs and now all through training camp, they've got an attitude about them. They do. And, and, and it, you know, it stems from, you know, bringing uh, new people in here, but the people that were here, I mean, they, they understood and they knew very well what they were lacking last year. And so they have, have 
come together to do something different. And, and the energy that they play with, that's the energy they've had in practice. I mean, I know you guys, I'm at every practice. You guys get practice reports about, you know, how the defense is flying around. Well, you know, they've added speed, but they're, they're, they're flying around with an attitude as a unit. We continue to see that you know, regardless of who they're, they're playing against, who they're playing against. And some of these young people are trying to make a mark. And, and I was uh, I, I was very, very impressed with that. I, I like that because playing defense is 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 a lot. And first and foremost, about attitude and playing fast. That's what they've got going for them right now. I like that offensively. I liked what he, what Coach Vrabel did with his quarterbacks, the way that he rotated them mm-hmm. in, because, it you know, it makes sense for this reason. If you're going to be a backup quarterback in this league, you're going to have to be able to come in there at a, at a moment's notice, and you're going to have to be able to come in there, you know, uh, segmented. I mean, you're not going to know exactly when you're going to go in there. And so what he did by alternating them by two series, gave him a time to go in and play, come back and watch, go back in and play, come back and watch. I liked, I liked what he, I liked what he did with that very much. The other thing they did is they took advantage of the turnovers, which I thought was great. They had one, you know, really nice long drive, but they also capitalized and took advantage of the turnovers. You start looking at, uh, I know you're going to ask me about the offensive line, the offensive line guys. Think about this. John Robinson and Mike Vrabel brought 17 offensive linemen to camp this year. Ramon, you ever had 17 brought to camp, all the camps you've been in? 15. 15 is the most. 17 they brought in. You know, that's three plus three full teams plus two extra, knowing that they were going to have to load manage, you know, their left tackle, their center, and their left guard. Well, what happened is, and I've been doing this enough years to know, every year it seems like one Group one position group gets snake bit. Well, mm-hmm. it's the offensive line this year, and and it's continued. They had three go down in one day. Then it's been continuous throughout. We had we had a, a, a freak injury to an offensive lineman in that in that game on Saturday. So they've been having to mix and match and play uh, different places with different people, and so that you know. Uh, in itself is always challenging, especially when you're playing. And I knew what Todd Bowles was going to do because you watched him do it all week in practice. That's his nature. I mean, it's like that scorpion on the frog's back. Ask him why he stung him when he took him across the creek. He said, because I'm a scorpion. Well, Todd Bowles is going to bring pressure. He's going to bring heat. You know, and that's what and that's what he was doing. And so I think that the offensive line, that unit was overwhelmed at first a little bit. They They got their footing. Some, but you still had some people playing mix and match. And I know you're going to ask me about Dylan Radens. I mean, he he has been altered. He's been going between guard and tackle, plus trying to get his footing in the National Football League from North Dakota State after having played one game last year against uh, who, who? What was it? Central Arkansas. I promise you, Indomitian Sue wasn't playing at Central Arkansas. <laughs> so he's learning. He is learning. He is he he is in a, in, on a tremendous learning curve right now. And so that was my assessment of what I saw go on. But I love the energy that this team is playing with. One more thing. I love the energy of the fact that Mike Vrabel, you know, gave the veterans the choice. You can either get out there in full pads and stand on the sideline and cheer these cheer these young guys on and and or you can, you know, not be dressed and stay inside and watch it on TV. Wow. And so I mean they all they all came out suited up. I mean I, I, it was and their involvement on the sideline was amazing. When those turnovers happened, I looked at one time and half of the defense that wasn't on the field was out on the field. The offense was the same way when those guys scored. So this team is engaged with one another and and the enthusiasm that they showed. I, I mean, look, 
we're playing a professional game, but you still have to have attitude when you play it. Coach, um, one of those one of those things that happens in campus competition, and, and I, I wrote down a question to ask you this morning. Is, sure. is this one of the, I guess, best competitive camps you've been a part of? I brought it up a little bit early, but between the young D tackles, the wide receivers right now watching Makai, um, Makai Sargent uh, right. battle it out at running back and also the kickers. Uh, although Sam Ficken is, is really taking it on, like the, the competition between these groups has gotten real intense, I think, as uh, thus far. Yeah, well, I, I think in the, in the moment, I mean, it is because it, they understand uh, the, the gravity of the moment. All those of camps you were in, uh, you remember, I mean, there, there's always going to be somebody mm-hmm. that's on the edge and somebody that's trying to push them off the edge. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Different positions. And so th- that's, that's what's going on now. I mean, they've got it. They've got a receiver room that's, that's fairly stacked right now with some people that look like they can play. Uh, I, I think the, the, the young, the young secondary back there, the new people they have brought in, even the new safeties they brought in. I mean, they showed up on Saturday night. So look to me, and, and Ramon, you can back me up on this. Competition in camp is good for everybody. I don't care even if you are an established dude. Still, the competition gives you energy. The competition in camp gives you energy. And that, to me, is what they have going on right now. But uh, I would say right now, looking at the receiver room, before the game, Mike Keith asked me, before we started the broadcast, what I was going to look at. And I said I wanted to look at the running backs that were going to get a chance in this game because one and two were not playing. Mm -hmm. And so two, three, and four moved up to one, two, and three. And they all got their chance, and they all did something with it. But Sargent continues to show up, you know, not only from the line of scrimmage, but but after his touchdown pass that he caught on that roll boot, that he's lined up to cover the kickoff. That's how you help yourself uh, get a chance to make an active roster. Um, Right now we've seen, again, Sam Ficken, kind of really take over this uh, kicking situation right here. Is this something that you, moving forward you think they're able to keep him or uh, uh, keep McCann behind, Tucker McCann behind him? How does this come about uh, at, at the end of camp? You, you kind of see it. Well, you said it right. I mean, Ficken just took advantage of the opportunity that he was given, you know, after he was released. I mean, he, he has taken advantage of it. And, and I've said this before on this show, and I'm always going to be honest with you guys. You know that. But also, you know, with our 104.5 listeners, the thing I know about kicking is place kicking, put it between those two yellow things, yeah. all right, in any, every chance you get. And he has done that at an exceptionally high percentage ever since he's been here. And so uh, I'm going to say exactly what Mike Vrabel said uh, in his press conference. He has done nothing to hurt himself. Perfect. Did Dis Fitzpatrick help himself? At all on sure. Saturday? Shit. Well, I mean, it, it helped himself, uh, J-Mart, in this aspect. He had some success. Yeah. And success always helps you, especially if you are, especially if you are struggling and you, you're not finding any consistency. The success always helps you because any type of lift you get, especially when you are a rookie, and then you get it in a competitive situation, sure that helps. But he's got much, much more to do. I mean, it's not like and, – and Mike Keith said it. He said it right on the broadcast when he said he hopes this at least – helps light the pilot light and what he was saying is now continue to grow from this continue because if you're if if you come in as a rookie as a draft choice and then you're consistently being told uh by the outside you know elements that 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 you're not what everybody thought you were supposed to be you've got to be able to fight through that mentally and this success especially in competitive situations helps i mean it look 
I've got good friends up there in Cincinnati and Jamar Chase dropped three passes. Some of them are texting me saying, what did you see when he was coming out? Is he good? I said, please stop. Mm. Just S T O P. Okay. It takes these dudes a while. This is the national football league. There's nothing else like it. And so you have to learn about it. So there's a whole lot of wide receivers in that room. That is a a packed up room. I don't even know how you social distance with that many wide receivers in that room, but how would you like if you were looking at this right now? How many of these guys do you think make the active roster? I know we have the expanded, we have the expanded practice squad now, which sure. gives you a little bit more of a deeper bench. But who has stood out the most among this group? And just in terms of pure numbers, there's more wide receivers that exist right now wearing Titans uniforms that can possibly exist by the time we get to week one. No, there absolutely are. Normally, what you keep, you know, on a roster is six, sometimes seven, depending on where your special, you know, your special teams uh, people are. Yeah, and I think, you know, of course, we understand, we understand how beyond the beyond the top three, all of those guys, you know, have shown something during, you know, during camp. Some have stood out more than others with the opportunities they are going to get. This, these next two weeks are going to be very, very big for all of these guys. And, and to me, the separation comes not only within that group, J Mark, but the separation also comes, I mean, you know, you're going to, you're going to keep where, how many tight ends are you going to keep? Do you have the tight ends on your roster right now that you're going to keep? How many running backs are you going to keep? How deep are you going to go in the secondary? How deep are you going to go in the secondary knowing now that we, we, we have some real competition both at the corners and as far as backups at the safety. And all of this is going to depend on, you talk about the initial roster. Think about this, Jay Mark. It's not only your initial roster right now, it's who you think, not because you don't want the particular person on your team. It's who you think you can release and get through uh, waivers right. and then get back on them. Yeah. Yeah. You, that yeah. Is gonna make, that's going to make a big difference. A big difference. Yeah. So if there's a guy that's more talented, um, do you try to hide him to some degree so that you can potentially get him through that spot? That's, I mean, that's, that's an interesting. Everybody's trying to play chess right now across the NFL. Everybody's sure. trying to, to get through the guys that they need to get through, keep the guys that they know they have to keep, but they also have their eye on some that maybe are more talented than some they keep just because they hope that they can somehow get through, get through and get back onto the team. And remember this, if somebody gets claimed, the team that's claiming them have to, they have to Mm -hmm. put that person on their active roster for three weeks. Yeah. Yep. Um, It's not like you can claim somebody and put them on your practice squad. You have, once you claim somebody off of these final cuts, they have to go on your active roster for a minimum of three weeks. That that makes a big difference too, as far as 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 you really have to have a hole in your roster to claim somebody at this time to put them on your active roster for three weeks. Now, as you go through the season and, and you start to get injuries with a 16-man practice squad, uh, you may not have the depth at one position that you want. Then it's easier to go get somebody and put them on a practice, you know, off of a uh, an opponent's practice squad onto your active roster. But right now, after you're coming through camp and you started out with 90, uh, you've got to realize that too. Everybody has to make that decision too, as far as, because if you add somebody to your roster, what do you have to do? You got to let yeah. somebody go. And so that all figures into it. 
Um, Coach Mack, it's, it's, we're starting to see some stuff evolve a little bit. Last week, uh, Rashad Weaver kind of got thrown out there and just we, we can see what he can do. This week, he kind of got a little bit of a defined role. He went to a three technique, and I was speaking earlier about we get an opportunity to see what this, let's say, smaller group, NASCAR group that they can rush with from John Simon and David Long being out there. We're not even mentioning the starters yet, but seeing uh, Rashad Weaver line up in a three tech. That's got to be something we're, we're going to either see from this defense with Danico or his involvement being a young uh, rookie in this league. Yeah, and that's a good point. I mean, he did that some again in practice, too, because that's, you know, he, he's going to have to he's going to need to be versatile like that, because, again, I mean, we're asking questions about an active roster. Mm-hmm. Now, you understand that everybody, everybody that is live on an active roster on Sunday, Monday or Thursday, you have to be able to get in there and especially. Backups in this league, Ramon, and again, I can lean on you to, to, to verify this. As If you're a backup, you've got to be able to do two things. Yeah. First of all, you've got to be able to go in and perform like a starter without getting the reps during the week. All right. The second thing you have to be able to do is play multiple positions at your position because you just can't dress enough people in case something happens. And so that is very much a part of what his role is going to be. And, and it's going to be very interesting to see what Shane Bowen wants to do as far as, as you say, he starts putting together his alternated sub packages. But this will only help him, only help his development. I love the fact that they did it in the game. So what do you want going into a third preseason game, Coach? This is the last one. It's it, We're not doing four anymore. So right. what's what what changes? Does anything change from week two to week three in terms of the mentality and the preparation and, and, and what you're hoping to get out of this final dress rehearsal? Well, what changes is is the fact that this year, J. Mart, and it's, I like the question because so for our listeners, you've got an extra week now mm-hmm. between the end of final cuts and when you start. I mean, it's like you've got you've got a you've got a bye week. Everybody has a bye week before the season starts. And so I think what you would, would want to do is is if some of your starters are healthy enough to be able to play a couple of series, you might want to see that. And then what you want to do is concentrate on those positions, as we've been talking about, where you're going to have some decisions to make. Get those guys as many looks as you can. And, and, and try to get them involved as much as you can. We talked about Des Fitzpatrick. They made a, an effort, you know, uh, two times to, to target him twice, once on a quick out and once on a post-corner route to get him the football, to get him a, give him a chance to compete and see if he, could, if he could step up with those things. That's what you want to see. Everything matters. Everything matters in a preseason game. The score is the last thing that matters, but everything else matters. And it matters a lot because you're talking about people's careers. And so they going into this last week, I think they will start uh, trimming down a little bit of what they want to do, but you will see them specifically uh, putting some guys into the, into the, into the game in situations that they want to see them in to be able to help them make a final decision on some of these position groups. Great stuff, coach. Absolutely. Um, you continue to kill it every Monday. We look forward to these conversations so very much. We got one more, one more, one more dress rehearsal, and then we get the real thing. We're we're getting awfully close. Yeah, I mean, and that's exactly what it is. And it's it's important to all of these guys. And it, it as I say, I thought the week down there in Tampa was extremely, extremely productive. But you know what that does? It only gives you a chance to do it again this week. Always a pleasure, guys. Thanks. Absolutely. Indeed. Thanks, Coach. That is, of course, Coach Dave McGinnis. Brought to you by Farm Bureau Health Plans. Turn to the folks who've been in the game since 47.
1947. Farm Bureau Health Plans offers the great health care coverage you need with a price tag you can afford. So he says 6-7. That's pretty much where most people are, I guess, in terms of the wide receiver room. Yeah. But there's a lot more than that that are currently on the roster. Mm-hmm. So eventually, mm-hmm. I would say the third preseason game is pretty important for some of those guys. And this week in practice as well. Very much so. Big time. But his point about having an extra week also changes the game a little bit yeah. for you. There's a lot to factor in, and we'll be factoring it in as we continue throughout the week. When we come back, we end the third hour of the show, and this is where sanity goes to die. Ramon Foster's pop culture knowledge put to the test with birthdays. That's coming up next. Jay Martin, Ramon, 104.5 The Zone. Uh Uh-oh.